0: everyone and welcome to War of the Stars, a Star Wars podcast. Welcome to you, as always, from deep within the Outer Rim, far beyond the watchful eyes of the Galactic Empire. My name is John Mark Tolley and joining me today, once again, as always, after unfortunately not being able to be with us last week, the one, the only, Will, aka Darth Tuba. Will, how are you today, my friend?
1: I am well. Bright suns, everybody. I hope you all are having a good week. And uh, I'm ba- back fresh from my my disney world trip by Batu east uh excursions and uh everything is as we said in one of our previous episodes everything's looking great down there so i'm um, i'm awesome very well rested charged up ready to go so awesome and, uh and awesome. i believe we we have someone else today right
0: yes we do re joining us after having so much fun with us last week he just couldn't resist coming back on uh mr
2: garrett jones garrett how are you today I'm great. Of course I couldn't resist. I mean, who else do I get to talk Star Wars with? I can't talk with my parents because they're like, yeah, whatever, it's Star Wars.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Nice, nice, nice. Uh, Now, before we get started, I think we would be remiss if we did not uh, talk about the recent passing of Nichelle Nichols. Um, You know, I think we use terms like groundbreaking and iconic, and revolutionary characters a lot. We just kind of throw them around, but I think if there's one character in all of what science fiction, even just television in general, um, Uhura is one of those characters that's just was was groundbreaking. Not you know you can you can point to first interracial kiss, um, just so many things. The story of her wanting to quit Star Trek and Dr. King talking to her and telling her you don't know how much you mean, you know, just to see a person, a person of color, in a position of power in the sixties at that time period was just so unheard of. Right. And, you know, we lost a, a legend of TV, you know, you can say this is cross. See you wearing the ghostbuster shirt, crossing the streams, so to speak. <laughs> um, okay. But, <laughs> But uh but yeah, she was such. I mean, a powerful character, a po- you know. And from everything that I've heard, just a sweet, sweet lady, an amazing, an amazing person. I had the good fortune of
1: getting a photo meeting her, oh. along with the George Dekai and Walter Koenig, and uh, yes, they they were they could not have been nicer. She could not have been nicer, and yes. uh, just a. A, a tragic loss. But then mm-hmm. again, you know, she's lived a full life and we're very yes. grateful for all this. And experience. we will
0: always have her be able to, you know, thanks right. to D V D, thanks to Paramount Plus now, if we if you have that, yeah. um, we're always able to go
1: back and watch watch <clears throat> her again and again and again. So not just a pioneer for for uh for science fiction, but just for you uh, know, African American yeah. representation yes. on television. So,
2: yeah. Well, I, peace. I, was just saying, I remember growing up. In the, you know, back in the '80s, and they were, you know, they would replay old episodes of the Star Trek animated series. Um, oh yes,
1: I love that. Yes.
2: <laughs> you know, I mean, I wasn't a big Star Trek fan to begin with. You know, going into it because it was just it wasn't my thing. Um, I only grew into liking the OG series. Um, after i, I want to say it was after um uh, uh the undiscovered country came out back in the mm. early 90s um and so it kind of and my best friend's a trekkie so he kind of got me into ap- appreciating star trek in a much deeper sense even though yeah. was, you know next generation um but yeah uh, her the way that they portrayed ohura in the animated series w- fell right in line with the way that she was portrayed in the, uh, in the original television show. And uh, and what I thought was really great is, you know, in those days you had, you know, characters like Josie and the Pussycats and they had uh, a, an African-American or Black character in that group, but it was done more for camp and for laughs than it was for, uh, for uh, you know, the seriousness of it. And so you uh-huh. had this really serious anime character uh, brought you know brought into animation from live action uh that just it paved the way for so many things um you know which you know as i'm you know wearing the ghostbuster shirt uh you know paved the way for characters like winston from the ghostbusters who uh you know was a very serious uh, black character in the show he was actually the you know he continued to be the everyman character Mm -hmm. for for the audience so that they can, you know, work alongside. So I think it was it definitely uh, paved the way for how such characters were portrayed in, in animation, as well as action. Yes. Yeah. Well, our thoughts of course,
0: are with the, uh, with her family and she'll be missed and remembered. And uh, she is now one with the force and she is uh all I can say is, Miss Nichols, alien frequencies are closed. Mm. Bravo. Anyway, <laughs> moving along. <laughs> uh, a a trailer dropped the uh, yesterday. Was it yesterday? Did it drop uh,
1: yes. yes, yes, yes yeah, yes. Um, uh, we got
0: the the second trailer. The first I could say because the the other one was a teaser. This is the first real trailer. For, cat for Andor, yeah. and uh, first of all, we got a couple of a couple of different changes they they announced because initially it's supposed to come out in late August. Yeah. It, it uh, came they, with, we came with a lot of good news and some bad news. The bad news, well, we have to wait a whole other month. <laughs> for me, not really, because that means I won't miss the first three episodes because oh, okay. I would have been right. on my cruise when gotcha. it happens, and I saw it comes out September twenty first. I'm like, okay. Uh, but they're also you. dropping three episodes back, mm-hmm. right, right in a
1: row. Basically, a movie. Yeah,
0: they're if dropping a movie
1: remember, on us. They're dropping a movie on us a month later. I'll take that. So, well, I think they have the ability to do that since there is what is it, twelve episodes in the first season? And yeah, and twelve episodes. A yeah, season. that's the Wait, longest.
2: was getting like a full twelve episodes. No, was yes. getting a full twenty-four episodes. They have committed to two seasons, twelve and twelve. Whoa, that's see, that's news to me because I mean the last couple of seasons that they the last couple of shows that they've done have been relatively short. Where uh, Mandalorian's yeah. always been like what eight episodes per season. Yeah, uh and uh Book of Boba was, was seven or eight. Six. Yeah, 60 seven, seven yeah, eight, yeah,
1: and then Kobe yeah. One was was six. The, um, yeah.
0: Yeah, this will be the longest uh Disney Plus series. Uh that includes the Marvel series, any of the Marvel series too. This will be the longest. Because I think the longest Marvel one they've done has been ten.
2: Uh, um, no, nine. The longest nine? the longest Marvel one they've done was nine, and that was, uh, Wandavision. Wandavision, yeah. But yes. the new Daredevil show is supposed to drop uh, in two years, and it's going to be eighteen episodes for the first season. Oh yeah. wow! Yeah, yeah I so. think they're just.
1: I think they dip think- their they dip their toe in the water, with with the the. The streaming, the streaming service, or the streaming uh, shows—not just Star Wars but Marvel and everything—and mm-hmm. now that they see that they can <laughs> do, do more with it, I think they'll. Yeah, they'll you'll you're going to start to see, uh, especially if there's more story they can tell. So mm-hmm. that's cool. Well, yeah.
0: before before we really get into the nitty gritty of it, let's just go uh, go down and get our kind of first initial thought on what they thought, what you guys thought of the trailer. Then we can kind of go in. Break stuff down a little bit more. So, Garrett, uh, what was your initial kind of gut check reaction?
2: I watching through, I definitely thought the the fur, the full trailer was better than the original teaser that was sent out last month. Um, it gives a little bit more premise. Although the thing that I noticed, aside from the the two imperial officers sipping from their coffee like it was an outtake from Game of Thrones, um, it the I, I, I noticed that there's a huge lack of Andor in a show called Andor. Like, mm. if you look at the, the runtime of the trailer itself, and it's only like two and a half minutes, uh, he only shows up in maybe 30 seconds of it, if that. Mm. The rest of it is filled with other characters that I'm sure are going to be brought in at some point. But, you know, it's he's the title character, and he's hardly in the trailer. Hmm. And that, that concerns me because that, that falls in line with some of the things that we've been seeing um, with some of the trends with previous shows where you have a, a title character who's kind of kind of set to the back burner for just a little bit while you have the focus on all these other characters. Um, and it, it, it felt kind of out of place. Um, I mean, Book of Boba Fett is a, is a great example where – the majority of the focus on Book of Boba Fett was on Fennec Shand rather than on Boba himself.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Well, uh, Will, what was your first take on the trailer?
1: Well, I felt, uh, you know, I really hadn't had a, didn't have a problem with the teaser as it, when it came out. I think it, was, it did its job. It just got people talking about it. So when the trailer came out, uh, I think that they definitely started to iron out some more uh ideas of what the story is going to be um at least you know they gave you they steered it in a direction i think you were supposed to think it was going to go um i enjoyed it i got more excited for it i found it interesting leading up to all this leading up to last month before we got the teaser that we didn't hear much going on about andor you know we heard that they had made that they you know were shooting stuff i mean I, i mean if you think if i'm am i not mistaken before COVID. Did they, were they at least doing pre-production? Or, I think or so.
0: I think, yeah, I think a lot of yeah, it started, so, a lot of the pre-production started before COVID.
1: Yeah, so so that was happening. And, you know, we're getting little glimpses of it, you know, little shots and, you know, magazines and stuff. And then then they threw Boba Fett at us. They threw Kenobi at us, you know, not to mention Bad Batch and other things. They kind of all took the priority. And we are like, what happened to Andor? So it was nice to see this kind of take center stage, both at Celebration and then especially uh, this week. So I, I enjoyed it. I, I like the political intrigue uh, kind of story leading up to it. I think that that's cool. Um, I I can't agree with you, Garrett, that, that, that I mean, I, I I understand what you're saying. I do like to tend to think that the the scenes with the, the kid, I don't mm-hmm. know. I'm, I'm going to make the assumption that that kid is also
2: Andor. So that's guess, that yeah. very well could be, and and not right. yeah. knowing what the exact plot is, right? It's, there's it's a possibility you're right, right? Yeah, right. yeah. I've yeah.
0: heard a lot of people kind of speculate that too. That you're going to see the destruction, basically the destruction of his home world,
2: in like my, with the empire
0: coming in and strip mining,
1: and right. kind of yeah. In my uh, in my opinion, assuming that's true, you know, assuming mm-hmm. that is true. Um, I think that we, we received uh, just a, a, enough of the Andor to call it Andor. Uh, yeah. Although I do agree with you that, um, you know, there, are, there is a lot of other stories that they're going to be telling. I mean, lo- it looks like there's a lot of other story that they're going to yeah. be telling What with Mon mothma and all of her story. But here's the thing. I don't honestly, I, my take on it is that a lot of people would not want to go see a show called mothma Okay, they just a lot of people don't even know who Mon Mothma is. They might so, confuse
2: it for a, a Godzilla character. Exactly,
1: <laughs> Mon Mothma.
0: I mean, so, personally, I would love to see a, I mean, I, would, not I would a Mon Mothma movie. I would,
1: I would go. I would watch a Mon Mothma series. I would too. And 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 I and I gotta say, I gotta give it up for Lucasfilm for you know casting an actress to play that role in *Revenge of the Sith*, cutting all of her scenes except for maybe one walk past. and but no lines no dialogue nothing but then bringing her back the same actress for rogue one and then re- again in rebels and now yeah. in in andor so so i'm excited well, to see what they do with it uh, personally
0: uh, yeah. i would watch a mon mothma series set in the early new republic era like with mm-hmm. her trying to build you know bring that bring that story in and bring you know well her trying to build the new, her and Leia trying to build up the new, a new the new Republic after the fall of the Empire. No,
2: I watched is, that series.
0: Anything
1: is possible. <laughs> yeah, <laughs>
0: especially if awesome. you bring in the uh, the Bothans. Mm-hmm.
1: If anybody who knows that bring in Bosque and Leia, I I I'm like I'm just like oh my god, are we going to see Bothans die? I don't know. We'll see. That, that needs to be. I, I, like I keep saying point, well, that
0: needs gonna... to be Rogue Squadron Two, many
2: Bothans. That we needs need, to happen. We need many yeah, the die There has to be many of them. Um, many yes. of We need dead Bothans. Many, many dead. Bothans. The only way it makes it legit. Yeah. Can't be one. With with the disclaimer, no Bothans were actually harmed in the making of this show.
1: <laughs> exactly.
0: I told Will this uh-huh. the other the, the last time he was on the show. There's a a cartoon someone did where they had that line. Of uh, you know, Mini Botham, Mom Mata saying, Mini Botham's died. And he's like, and you see Akbar in the background going, Botham's just for, horrible. Always dying at everything. He's like, I sent him to get me coffee, all dead. <laughs>
2: <laughs> it's, that sounds, it definitely sounds like a family guy joke. Yeah, it does. Yeah. It, especially, yeah. the, Will's wearing a blue harvest shirt. Uh, <laughs> no, thank you. Yeah. So, <laughs> good cat.
0: Uh, but okay well let's kind of get down into the nitty-gritty of it of kind of what we saw and um you know we see the opening shot uh once again on that kind of grassy planet
1: um' it was... Which nice, were... to, nice to see them get out of the void or the volume, i mean yeah okay. i love the volume i love the volume but i but I, I was hoping that it wouldn't completely take the place of on location so
0: yeah that was nice um, but it also, you know, it looks like, at least from what we're seeing, no desert planet. I mean, I could be, I mean, there could be one that shows up, but, you know, it seems to be, you know, we see that kind of grassy planet almost reminds me of not quite Yavin, but that kind of, you know, green kind of lush, but then that beautiful shot of that Star Destroyer going yeah, yeah. over the top. Menacingly. That was a really I, nice shot. And I mean... Did that give you flashbacks of Rogue One, of the the the, the oh, yeah. ship over over uh, Jeda, the yeah, Imperial absolutely. Star Destroyer over Jeda?
2: Just well, that kind of with the cinematography oh, okay. of it and the lighting, it what it, it gave me flashbacks to the scene where the Star Destroyers are using their tractor beams to lower the uh, the emitter dish into the Death Star mm. uh, from Rogue One, and. And so, like, oh, yeah. I, I like that. I like because it, it, it has an almost practical effect look while still being very CG, um, very well done. And I thought that was, I mean, I mean, Lucasfilm and ILM have always been on the cutting edge of of movie uh, effects, and I, I think it, they're doing a great job with that.
1: Hmm. Yeah, I did want to point out something I thought when I saw what I thought was just an interesting thing, and I don't know if this happened in any of the other um Disney Plus trailers for any of the other shows. But uh as soon as that scene ended, so with the with the star destroyer flying overhead, we see the Lucasfilm logo. That's mm-hmm. followed by the Star Wars logo. Like the new one. Yeah. You know, the, which yeah. I thought I thought that was very interesting. I'm like I mean, I, and I wonder I was just curious why why do you guys think that was I mean I don't know.
0: I, I mean maybe maybe it's just you know maybe it's I think there's two possibility. I mean I think it's just something that is like, hey, we're just going to do this from now on for 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 our shows. But it could be because maybe because they're wanting to branch out with other Lucas Films titles, like you know, there's the, there's you know the Indiana Jones is coming. We got Indiana Jones movie. Maybe they're just wanting to know, okay, this was Lucasfilm. Yes, this is Lucasfilm, but this is specifically Star Wars and Lucasfilm.
1: I mean, I would have thought that it was well, maybe if if, if you didn't take out the Star Destroyer, but the scenes with the people looking up. I mean, yeah. there wasn't anything too obvious that it was going to be a
2: Star Wars story.
1: Yeah, but then you see it. But then you see a Star Destroyer. I'm like, yeah. And, um, and I but think, then again,
2: I don't know. I th- for me, I think having that the, the the Star Wars logo popping up right after the Lucasfilm logo was it, it was a little redundant because I mean, if I mean, the very next shot was the Star Destroyer. There, there, you know, there's no point because it's such an iconic style of ship no one's going to be like oh cool this is going to be doing a, a Battlestar Galactica show now yeah right? there, there's no there's no confusion because it, it's such a stylistic choice that you couldn't confuse it for anything else
1: mm-hmm.
2: right, right yeah so I was curious about that was
1: just a, that was just a, a curiosity to me more than anything mm-hmm. I wasn't like mad or or weirded out by it I just I it was just more curious like oh interesting but um yeah yeah so okay uh um, yes Oh, go ahead. No, just saying moving on. It I we see a lot of this um imagery of a young boy, so mm-hmm. many are assuming is a young Andor and talking about kind of infiltrating the empire, right? I find it
0: I find it odd that and this could be something, I mean, they might they might make this I know this is gonna be a very heavy show, um, you know, as far as what's going on, but I'm wondering if they're gonna add a little bit of try to add a little bit of humor with the name because I noticed that um the other character calls him Ander. Andor. Cassian okay. Ander. I'm wondering if they're gonna do that with like a Han and Han and Han thing that they that they that they did with Lando where he constantly has to say, it's Andor, not Andor, it's Andor. I just thought that was
2: and I don't know if that okay. was just the
0: actor not being able to, you know, with the 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 um, the accent that the actor was portraying, that they just did that. But I just thought it was kind of interesting. It was just kind of like, wait a minute, ander. It it just, it didn't take me out of the trailer, but just kind of was like, oh,
2: okay, that's a thing. Yeah, it's, it's kind of a kind of a. I don't know. I I'm hoping that they don't do that. I mean, yeah, the whole Han hand thing that was. Uh, that I would... think I think it fit that character. A lot yeah. better in that
0: in that show uh, that the movie to do that right. you know to kind of point out like my name's Han not Han type thing but you know like I said this is going to be a very uh, heavy show like as right. far as you know yeah, um, yeah. not not uh, I mean if there is humor it's going to be more gallows
2: humor
1: right so, yeah,
2: I, I I can't see them doing anything like. Like watching through and uh, you know, it's it's not like an MCU show or movie mm-hmm. where everything everybody's quipping all the time. Yeah. That would get really old really fast, especially mm-hmm. on something so serious in tone, the way that this seems to be filmed, because uh, like some humor is good, but mm-hmm. if it's never been established as part of the franchise, there's no need yeah. for it. Yeah. Um, I mean I mean, that begs the question, are
0: we
1: going to see K2? Um,
2: I, have he heard, to be...
1: I, I heard that um, not in the first season. Not in now, the first season, okay. It seems like, it seems like um, you know, they're already he, announcing two seasons, they're back to back, you know, so maybe he'll show up towards the end. Because in
0: show. Rogue One, he was kind of the that comedy element in a way. But in a you know in a way that wasn't like over the top you know like he wasn't like a Jar Jar type of comedy character he you know he did the quips he did the the kind of snarky remarks that got like some laughs but um so
1: but I anyway thought Ch- I thought Charon had some good ones too <laughs> he did he did they all did I, I I don't I don't think I think that there is a very delicate type of humor. In the Road One film, mm-hmm. so I think that they're going to match that. Uh, if anything, I don't see this being, uh, you know, uh, too, too, like, like, like Garrett said, too much uh, that of the MCU quip kind of thing.
0: Quip yeah, I, it's going to be very. If it, if there's any type of humor at all, it's going to be, like I said, closer to you know that the gallows humor,
1: type, right?
2: Where it's not necessarily quippy, but it's, you know there's something bleak, something they know that something's going to happen. It's just, they're trying to keep their spirits up in spite of that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I um, love
1: the, uh, I love the new, uh, the, the, the new and improved uh, uh, Imperial Senate with the. Well, well one Board thing I want to point out that um, was actually pointed
0: out in one of the breakdowns I watched um, that first scene where you see the, the troopers walking through the, the town. Those are clone troopers. Yes, yeah. those were clone. So this takes place, and it was—it's been established in the books that Cassian's family were separatists during the Clone Wars. They were—they were, they were separatists. So okay. that whole—the whole. So there's for him, there's no difference between going from the Republic to the Empire. It's like it's the same thing. Yeah, you know, right. there's no difference between the Republic and the Empire. So I thought that was interesting. And then you switch back to seeing the Death Troopers. Right again with that, and, and, and a I, little bit. They, what's that?
1: No, you finish what you're going
0: to say, John. Um, the the scene where you see the 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 unmasked creature that's another thing I think that they've been doing a lot more is, you know, the bad guys. You know, as far as the, the every everyday soldier, the grunts in Star Wars have ter- uh, have traditionally been masked. You you never see the there's, there's stormtroopers. You never see their face. You're starting to see that change a lot now, where you see ground soldiers without the helmets on. You see that. You see them with the shields, right. which, ironically, that uh, it's been established that group that um, of, of imperial soldiers. That's the same thing. That's the same unit that Han initially belonged to. That is Han Solo's unit. Oh, and okay. So
1: a nice little. So but we do we do see regular stormtroopers as well. So obviously the whole clone yeah troopers, we see stormtroopers, troopers, we see death trooper, dead trooper, trooper,
0: mud trooper. <laughs> yeah, the yeah. normal yeah. normal imperial uh, shock, you know, whatever types of troopers they were. They're, they're um, and then you see like
1: gonna push the local.
0: You see local police. You see kind yeah. of local and this idea
2: of the the empire recruiting these locals to do the dirty work. Well, that, and that kind of ties back into what we were seeing in the Bad Batch, where you had the Empire doing that. You had, you had them – well, I mean, even before that, you had both the separatist and the, the Republic armies incorporating uh, local militia, local law enforcement on those worlds uh, in order to uh, kind of help bolster their ranks just, to, just enough to uh, allow them to have an edge in combat. Uh, and mm. it's, it's not I mean, that's a that's kind of from a from a from a writing perspective, from a, a militaristic perspective, that's not uncommon in the real world where you will see uh, you will see um, armies or military forces joining ranks with the locals who are fighting on the ground. I mean, uh, yeah. you saw that happen during World War II, where you had these pockets of underground resistance and, you know, the 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 allied troops would come in and they would associate with them as much as they possibly could while Mm -hmm. still giving them some autonomy so that they could help with fighting or collecting intelligence. Yeah. And I think this was also a way
0: I mean, you know, with the Empire that they can can go and do other things like exploiting the natural resources of the planet and not have to worry about you know, any, you know, try not to worry about the rebellions because they have the local police dealing with that. So they can, they basically don't get their hands dirty with all the, the nastiness of the entire, of the, inter- you know, rounding up the rebels and, you know, mm-hmm. dealing with squashing that, you know, they can just let, just let the locals. But it also has this idea of, you know, you have to look at your own people. While you're doing this, you know you have to look them in the eye while you're violently repre- you know suppressing them, and you know your neighbors, your your the people that you know, however many years ago it might have been, you would have been sitting alongside, eating dinner with, or you know going to the market with. Now you're having to, you know, basically oppress them.
2: Well, it, it's it, I mean. Again, uh, you know, we talked about this last week, John, with the uh, the allusions to the empire being very much like a certain uh, socialist party from Germany. Uh, okay. And they did the same thing where they would uh, they would incorporate themselves within the local population. Uh, they would turn that local law enforcement against their neighbors and. Um, the Gestapo tactics would just kick right in, mm-hmm. and they had a platform for it. Um, but I mean, here we've what I think is interesting is you know, given the the political situation of of the galaxy in Star Wars, we have that that uh, we have Palpatine and and all of his acolytes. Um, not to name drop another series that we're waiting on, uh, but uh, you, you've got him really exploiting uh, as much of of the turmoil as possible because here here we've got this civil war that lasted for 10 years between two sides that were really I mean it was one side wanting to keep everything together the other side was wanting to have more of a voice in in government yeah and a little bit more autonomy and uh and they were playing and he was playing both sides to the point where it it creates such a such a huge bit of chaos that he could then turn around, engulf the galaxy in his in his grip, control everything, all the resources yeah. from both political sides, and then exploit everything, and then turn people against their their own yeah. world. and, and um that was a, that was a um, yeah.
0: Um, we see this new character, this new uh, new female character who. Uh, I believe the rumor set rumor is, is she's he's most she's most likely going to be Andor's sister, um,
2: Cassian's sister. Yeah, at the, uh, I'm uh, trying to pull up uh, IMDb right now to see yeah. gauge what we know uh, of in the past. That's interesting.
1: Boy, there there are some there are some spoilers here. Most almost everybody in this movie in this show is only in one episode, <laughs> really. Wow, for, well, it, for, you know, at least this season,
2: yeah, and that's what I'm seeing too. Like, Selen Skarsgard is only in one episode, and he was featured so heavily throughout the trailer. I know, um, I know, that was Diego, so...
1: Diego Luna is in like every episode, so yeah, I think, you're, I think you can rest easy, Garrett. <laughs> <He's>, <laughs> him and, and Genevieve O'Reilly, Mon Mothma, Alex yeah. Burns, who's Sergeant Kostek. Twelve episodes, and then Will Scolding, uh, Wilf Scolding, is in five episodes, and then we have a couple in three, and everybody else is in one. So wow. That's now, funny. now this could this information is you know crowdsourced, so you never know; it could be true, true. Um, but I think it was
0: interesting because we see the uh the imperial officer, uh, all in white, which obviously if you if you know. Star Wars Rebels indicates that she is Imperial Security Bureau. She's ISB. Um, So it's kind of cool to see them, you know, the ISB, you know, front and center. And it looks like they're not going to do the bait and switch that they did in... um, uh, Boba Fett? Well, not Boba Fett. in The last one. Obi-Wan. Where you see the trailer with the imperial, the female imperial officer walking off the ship, and it turns out, well, she was, you know, it turns out she wasn't really an imperial; she was a she was a, a spy the entire right, time. Right. I think this one you're going to be like, okay, this is an imperial, um, but I thought the interrogation was was really the interrogation. We are you, you see a fish a, or a thief? And it's it's like this idea. And again, someone pointed this out in one of the breakdowns of the empire shed, spreads its, nut wet so, its net so wide that it's going to pick up innocent people. And right. that's fine. But they're so concerned with order that any little bit of possible dissidents, they're going to be like, we need order. We're just going to rein this in. Yes, we know you probably didn't do anything wrong. Oh, well, you just had me to the wrong place at the wrong time, but we
1: need order. So we got to put you in your place. It is definitely setting up like what Gary was saying, you know, setting up a, you know, a regime style of the Empire. It's establishing, Mm -hmm. you know, where they were. I mean, I I, I kind of am interested in seeing that just post prequel, post Order 66, you know, newly Mm -hmm. formed Empire. We don't have a lot to, um, to, you know, a lot of story that's been fleshed out. During that time, we have a little more towards the end, and you know, mm-hmm. toward, you know, when it gets right before a new hope time frame, Battle of yeah. Cavan, but and Rogue One did kind of fall into that category, but I think we're going to get a little bit of, you know, at least yeah, at least it'll be over.
0: interesting to see how the, the Imperial Senate works as compared to the the uh, the old, the uh, Republic Senate. You know what are you know how is it different? You know how does it work differently than? You know what are we going to see with that as far as the? I'm yeah, I'm, Senate.
2: My Go thought ahead. is with regards to the Senate because that's something I've always had a question about as well. Because I mean, you know, most people forget about this, but you know, about a third of the way through A New Hope, uh, you know, Grand Moff Tarkin makes the point that the Imperial Senate has been disbanded. Uh, mm-hmm. They've gotten away with and they're no longer an issue. Right. Uh, the
1: regional governors now have direct control.
2: Yeah, so oh. all, this, all the all the moffs and and grand moffs are are the ones who are in control. So it's consolidating all this authority and all this power on these various worlds mm-hmm. while Palpatine is, you know, sitting on his throne on Coruscant uh, in the midst of what used to be the Jedi Temple. Yeah, and, uh, which is I, I'm it's kind of interesting how that's gonna play out. Cause I mean, we've seen bits of you know, like in Obi-Wan where we have the the you know Jedi Temple in during the midst of Order sixty-six. Um, what I'm curious to see because I mean we're gonna this is our first real view of Coruscant for the first time since episode three, not counting any of the animated series. Mm-hmm. And I'm I'm curious to see what it's like under the reign of the Empire. How people yeah. Right, Because obviously we know that on the Outer Rim things are much worse. And if, if, if it's a planet that has non-human species on it, they're definitely becoming the labor class of the Empire because Palpatine hated non-humans. Yeah. The fact that, that Thrawn, who was a non-human, got as ranked as he did in the Empire is beyond me, but it's going to be fun to see that character when he comes up mm-hmm. in soka uh, because I'd love to see him in live action. Yeah, uh, yeah. hopefully but, we will. And I'm hopefully, and we'll we'll get the guy who actually does play him in um, in uh, Rebels because oh. that's Pat Mickelson's brother. Uh, oh, and he does a, and he's actually a fantastic actor himself. So yeah, he um, is. It would, it would he be, would
0: be amazing. Yeah, having him as Thrawn would be.
2: Um, chef's kiss yeah <laughs> th- i mean we we would have uh it, it's going to be interesting to see how this plays out because you know the core worlds that you know they're going to have a lot more resources to them than than uh the outer rim yeah. but still they're under the same the same umbrella of danger that if and because because we're still because this is still taking place in that first 20 years between the establishment of the empire and the uh and the and the fall of the first death star. Um, and that's a 20 year span of time where a lot can happen. A lot of people are going to die and, and the empire is going to be going in guns blazing at every single moment that they need to Mm. just to show Uh, that force.
0: Yeah. Now we did see another, uh, character from Rogue One, uh, Saw Guerrera. Yes. We saw, we saw uh the uh, the, the partisan X Wing, the black and white partisan X Wing, the the guy sitting there with the with the uh the, um, the rifle watching guard, which I'm assuming that's Jeddah. I don't know um, if it's
2: Jetta.
0: it might be, but I don't know.
1: Yeah. Um, that that was two tubes or one of the two yeah. brothers, but
0: yeah. yeah, and then seeing and hearing and that's going to be interesting to see that and to get the fans to uh, the, the, the people watching to feel uncomfortable. And that's one thing I hope they do with the series with the Saw Rare character is to get people to feel a little uncomfortable with what he's doing. Like to understand, yeah. like, like, I mean, taking it, you know, taking it too far and to kind of see that that transition and maybe even see see him get yeah how he gets the the has to have the apparatus going yeah. on to help him live. Well,
2: we saw some of that characterization and saw Guerrera in Clone Wars because he mm-hmm. shows up for for a handful of episodes. I think it's season three or four where he is helping out on his homeworld, and you can see that intensity that that he where he starts taking things too far and both. Kenobi and Skywalker, are like, dude, what are you doing?
1: Yeah. This is yeah. not
2: what you're willing to kill innocent people just because you hate the government. You know, these yeah. people have laid down arms; they've stopped fighting. Why are you trying to kill them? And yeah. and so we're gonna. I I think we're gonna see more of that. And it's Saw Guerrero is a very interesting character. You like, he's fighting for the right reasons. He's fighting for freedom. He's fighting for liberty. He's fighting for. Uh, for people that he cares about, he's fighting for the little guy who's going to get stomped on between the two armies, yeah. but the way he goes about doing it, everyone is an enemy for him. And mm-hmm. if you're not with him, you're e- even if you're oh. not even if you're fighting the same enemy, if you're not with him one hundred percent, he will spaz, which is why like he's he goes eight on on Jin Urso Rogue One because he thinks she's a spy,
0: yeah, right well, and it's a perfect example, again, not to cross streams again. But the um yeah, the uh for for any Doctor Who fan out there, the war speech uh that I think it was 13 gives, where he's talking and he said, you know, what happens when you when your revolution wins? And what happens to the people like you? And you could say the same thing to Saul Guerrero. All right, you win, Saul, you win. What happens to people like you? What happens to the to the to the dissenters who disagree with you? You know, once you're in charge, once the revolution is done and Saw Gerrera, you know, theoretically has won, you know, what happens to the people like you? And that's always in the your, new, in your new and your new in your new regime.
2: Yeah, that's that's yeah. always the question for any any rebellion anywhere. Yeah. Um, what happens? After- <laughs> I mean, if, I mean, think about think about the United States and how we formed as a country. I mean, like what happened after we we won the Revolutionary War against England? And we had those people who were still living here who were loyalists to the British crown. What did we do with them? The history Mm -hmm. books don't talk about that because if they did, it would be a really ugly point in the, the, you know, the first few years of a brand new baby country. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, is written by the winners. So yeah. Um,
2: Yeah.
1: So that does raise a good question, but in in answer to your original question, John, I I do think we're going to see a little bit, interestingly enough with, with um star guerrera forrest Whitaker on that imdb page he's not even listed at all so really take, with, take all of that with a grain of salt a grain of salt so, yeah you know it, it is put together by people and we don't really know it until the first episode airs and the second episode yeah. airs so, so it's really, yeah. Third. So you're looking at it in a rear view mirror you know for your fact, but yeah yeah um, which
0: we will be here for all 12 episodes during our breakdown of all the episodes giving our thoughts
1: once that happens yeah. But I do think we're going to see a little bit of something with Saw because um, if, he's, if he is, you know, they, they seem to age him slightly back from where he was in, uh, in, uh, in the end of Rogue One where we saw him toward the end. I mean, he had that little, little, little uh, flashback set part of the beginning and he was bald. And now he's got that full head of hair, so it's just not gray. Yeah, so I yeah. don't think we would be seeing. Yeah, too I'm far wondering
0: far. what is the do, you, do anybody know the timeline of this? Like where this falls into? They
2: they haven't officially said. However, I, what I'm really liking about this, I'm I'm going through looking at the writing credits and everything. Um, Twelve of the episodes are, uh, are well, five of the episodes are written by the show creator, the showrunner uh, Tony Gilroy which Tony Gilroy was one of the head writers on Rogue One. So he knows knows Andor as a character very, very well. And the fact that he's setting it within just a few years of, I would say this is within five to 10 years prior to the events of Rogue One. We're probably about halfway through the rebellion.
0: Yeah, I've heard a lot of people speculate, and maybe this is more just wishful thinking, that the series will end right at where Rogue One picks up like it will literally just kind of go right into it. Maybe even with Cassian getting, having to do that mission where he ends up killing that, having to kill the uh, The one informant, the one, the informant, you know, maybe, maybe that will lead right into that. And then that will lead, you know, cause like, okay, um, almost almost like how rogue one leads right
1: into episode four. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. (laughs) I haven't thought about that because number one, um I, and, and again again, I don't know your your opinions on it, but my opinion was I, I have I have thoroughly enjoyed every Star Wars film to come out since the Disney acquisition. there's not a single film I do not like um I do recognize however that a, a very large fan base see, would would tout that Rogue one is uh, among the best of the five uh, at least in the theaters of the films that have come out I. would Okay. And, and yeah, and that's, and I I accept and, and concede that that is what a lot of people feel. So I, you have to, you have to imagine that Disney and Lucasfilm know this and for them, you know, I'm sure that there's, there has been a conversation, even if it's just been a, you know, tongue in cheek by the water cooler, like, man, the one film that, you know, is at the top of our list, we can't do anything with because they all died at the end spoiler alert if you haven't seen Rogue One, but, um, you know, so they can't do anything more with it. So, you know, when the streaming idea came into play, there, there was talk about, well, we could take the character, some characters, maybe, maybe they were thinking about all the different characters from Rogue One, but especially Andor who I think had the greatest opportunity for more storytelling to, you know, back up his story to what led up to this. But if it's successful, you know I can't imagine now they said they've committed it's gonna be two seasons, and that's it, but uh there is a part of me in the back of my head like I wonder what would happen if then during that first season, if it's a super hit and everybody is just totally on board with it, will they will they squeeze try to squeeze a third season in or a fourth season in or try to you know a few more adventures before he meets up with uh you know dinner or so and,
2: and yeah um I don't know where, just where I stand time. I mean. Yeah, I definitely like Mike. And I do have a concern that Disney is going to try and, and it's more Disney than Lucasfilm, but Disney is going to try and, and, and milk uh, this cash cow until it, it's just bleeding dry. Um, because we've, we've seen them do that in the past with like the made for TV or made straight for VHS, uh, unnecessary sequels to some of their animated classics. We've seen them do this with, um, With uh, some of their some of their TV shows from Disney Channel, we we see them do this. Well, with I mean, really, I mean, with the end with you know, uh, for example, going back to the MCU references, uh, Avengers: Endgame was a a perfect uh, cap to that franchise, and I think uh, Spider-Man: Far From Home made for a good um, epilogue to kind of show us what was happening after that. But then they're like, okay, well we're going to move right into phase four. And phase four has been kind of middling uh, for a lot of fans. I'm I've enjoyed some of it because uh, I'm, I'm a diehard MCU fan, but at the same time, I'm like, yikes. I'm kind of worried that they're, that, you know, they, we've only, we've literally only had two years of phase four and they're already moving into phase five at the end of this year. Um, but, but with this, I think I think you're right that um, th- there could be a lot of really good storytelling will uh, that takes place because I mean, first and foremost, this is aside from the poli- the political stuff, this is a spy story, yeah, hands down. And and that's I think, one of the things that people really liked about Rogue One is that it wasn't it it didn't focus on the Skywalkers, it didn't focus on the Jedi, it didn't focus on the Sith, it focused on Uh, real world people and being used as assets to fight a war Mm
1: -hmm. Uh,
2: that they, while they had their own things going on, like, you know, Chirits uh, and battles, you know, kind of protecting the, the temple of the wills and, 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 you know, and trying to keep each other safe uh, with Jin trying to just be on the run and, and keep herself from getting tangled up with the empire while still doing her own little rebellion, uh, and then you've got Andor, who obviously he's the spy. He's he's you know he is I mean more than that like he is a um, he is a well he, he's a hitter. He's 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 a he's a uh, Rebel Alliance asset um, used for whatever they need him to do. If he, if he needs to collect information, he'll do it, and he's allowed. He's he's given that that allow us to do however he needs to do it. Um, so he's kind of like, he's kind of like the, the, you know, the Spanish James Bond of the galaxy yeah. uh, with a better beard. Yeah. Very good. Yeah, that's true. There, there is
1: potential. And, you know, like I, and personally, I'm like, look, if they feel that they can tell a story, they'll tell stories. story. I, I will say this, Garrett, when it comes to, um, I, I got to disagree with you with one thing. I mean, when it comes to the Disney company versus the Lucasfilm versus Marvel, um, I think that, you know, Disney has pretty much left Lucasfilm alone and has pretty much left Marvel alone to do their, do what they do. I'm sure they have people that have an opinion, but generally speaking, I think Lucasfilm has had their you know, has held the reins of what they've been doing. And I think Marvel has held the reins. So, you know, and for better or for worse, um, I don't know if Disney is like controlling that. Uh, I'm sure they're going to want to, uh, I'm sure they're going to want to say, Hey, we should do this or you should do that. But then again, I will say, you know, we have the Bob Iger years versus now the Bob Chapek years. So, I think Bob Iger was more of a let 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 these let these talented people do their thing, and I think Bob Chapek is let's make the most money we can. So that's that's, that's,
2: yeah, I agree. That's my opinion.
1: That's my opinion. But yeah, no,
2: Chapek is definitely. I mean, uh, Chapek is definitely he is definitely more on the micromanaging side of things, uh, from what I've seen. Um, and which concerns me because, you know, Bob Iger years were, I, I think, pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think, I think with, when it comes to star Wars, especially when JJ Abrams let it slip, that they really had no plan for how they were going to progress the, uh, the sequel trilogy, uh, that became concerning because you could see, I, I think that's where Bob Chapek kind of started to step in and give more direction, uh, and a little bit more framework and, and micromanaging because uh, because like the the sequel trilogy is very discon- disjointed and disconnected between each film, whereas the original trilogy is very succinct. And then um, the the prequels, which I've I've over the years I've I mean I always enjoyed them because I was in high school when when Episode One came out uh, and it was it was really the first new release since 1983 that I'd seen in the theaters. But, uh, you know, the prequels are also very, very streamlined as far as like you can see where how they got from the end of one to the going into the start of the next. That was very clear with with the uh, the sequel trilogy. We don't have a, a, a reference for the jump in time. I mean, we get 30 years has passed between episode six and seven, but it looks like episode eight falls right on the heels of that. They're jumping right into it. Um, but then the use of time is, is really sped up because like even using light speed, it takes hours or days to get, depending on how far away you are in in the galaxy to get from one point to the other. And the previous trilogies have been really good about showing that, um, this, it felt very disjointed, but that being said, that doesn't mean I didn't enjoy them for what they were as films. And I didn't enjoy some elements of the storytelling. Um, but yeah, I, I'm, I am really excited for Andor. Cause I think it's, too. it's going to yeah. be a great, uh, I think it's going to be a great show. I like, uh, I, I really do enjoy, uh, the, uh, the actor that they have playing him. Uh, Diego Luna is good. If oh. like the first time I ever saw him in anything was, uh, Elysium, which was, uh, it was a Matt Damon movie, uh, directed by the same guy who did, uh, district nine and, mm-hmm. uh, and he did what was the one with the ant with the robot um um can't remember off the top of my head but yeah he, i mean he, he was good in elysium i really enjoyed him uh very different character in that one um but i and he was only in it for a small portion but i really appreciated it, the way that he does his acting he's very methodical and right. his performance as, as as andor is fantastic he was probably one of the more likable aspects for a character that comes off Initially, very gruff and unlikable,
0: mm-hmm.
2: which is funny because he is such a likable guy. You watch him on any interview, you watch him at celebration
1: or whatever. He's just like so happy to just be <laughs> to have his to be there. You know, it's just crazy. Yeah. Like anyway, but yeah, I'm looking forward to it as well. I think that uh, I, I want to talk about one more one more scene um, okay. before we wrap up. Um, okay. That's with uh, the actor Stella Skarsgård, who who actually. You know, it says he's only in one episode. I, I, I man, yeah, I don't actually see it. Man, that's a crazy, unless, of unless
0: they're, unless they're counting the three episodes that they're doing as <laughs> one, as one, like, okay, he's going to be in
1: all these top three episodes, I, 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 but I, you know, but, um, but, but I want to yeah. talk about that. You see him, he made a few appearances in the trailer, or that's either, um, a couple of photos. You see him at, at, in the beginning of this trailer, and he's looks a certain way then you see mm. him in a completely different look mm. right like you know decked out put on the rings putting on the fancy clothes so it's a that is a dynamic kind of look for that character change
0: i am one and one I'm, thing i I'm um, it's a flashback but seriously one thing me, one person pointed out something that cuz we see him with with Moth ma and there seems to be this kind of like it you was know, like okay can attention. i you know who is yeah and it's it's almost like you wonder if these two people don't realize at the time that they're on the same side. Like he's having to play a character, she's having to play a character, and now they're like, "Can I trust this guy?" And they're both playing parts. You know, Mom Ma- Mothman Ma- 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 when she's right. in the Senate is very much playing a part. She even says it. You know, like if I play if if I just play that I'm just a nuisance, they won't know what I'm really doing, right? Yeah. Um, and you wonder if that if scarsgar's character is kind of doing the same thing right where he's playing a he's playing
1: a part like are they on the same side are they on are they i mean, I, I think they are but they don't know I mean, they are but you know again yeah. this is just speculation so
2: well yeah. and I, i'm excited for that that aspect of it too because i mean um while i'll be honest the 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 politics that were on display in episode 1 were really Really dry and boring. Um, I mean, I guess that kind of kind of explains all politics, I guess. But I mean, the way that's being presented in this, um, it feels very much on par because Tony Tony Gilroy uh, was one of the writers for at least a season on House of Cards for Netflix, and I mean, that's all political intrigue. That's all yeah. you know, the under the undercutting and the undermining of of different uh, political rivals and, and and dealing with those um uh, uh the 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 allegiances that pop up within government. and so i'm I'm really curious to see how he applies that kind of writing to these characters.
0: Yeah, One thing I'm curious about, and because of the time frame setting and you know when this takes place, if we will see, Any members of a certain crew of a certain freighter that happens to be on a certain uh, animated series? um, Will we see any members of the Ghost Crew? Um, Hmm. Because it would fall right in that time
1: frame. I'm gonna guess no, because I think they're being saved for um, Ahsoka. Ahsoka. That's a strong. I
0: I wouldn't be surprised if we at least don't get a name drop like well
1: that that we can
0: yeah, but like like but, yeah. sort of like they did in rogue one where you hear you know the the page for General Syndulla. you know you but can keep in mind or even or I even and I don't even mind hearing cuz what we're, we're there's Specter to hear we've heard from Specter from Specter 2 or we have keep heard from in Spectre mind 1. though
1: John keep in mind that if we were thinking this is 10 years earlier like the 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 whole rebel storyline takes place Right on top of Rogue One. That's
2: true. Yeah. If so,
1: it's ten years before
2: that,
1: you know, and yeah, yeah. keep in mind,
2: almost uh, takes place five years before the events of, uh, uh, yeah, uh, yeah, of New Hope. So yeah, and, well, and it could be still within that same time frame. So it, it's yeah. possible. I mean, it, yeah, it, it,
0: like you said, it depends on uh, with with season one and season two, how much of a time jump there is. You know, when we go to season two, is there a time jump, or do we just go straight in? You know, we'll have to wait and see when rebels or rebels. <laughs> uh when Andor comes out in September this September. Yes. September uh, 23rd. So, yes. All right. Well, um, as we wrap things up, uh Garrett, why don't you tell the people out there where they can find you at and what you're out up to nowadays?
2: Um, I'm in the process of doing my my uh month-long August marathon of author interviews. I have the first one coming up this Saturday. uh, And the 27th, which is the last Saturday of the month, it's going to wrap up my fourth season on my YouTube channel, uh, which is called GKJ Publishing. You just type in GKJ Publishing and it's there. um, At the end of July, I wrapped up a a, uh, uh, set of writing tips on the hero's journey, which focused primarily on Luke's journey throughout A New Hope. Um, and then as far as connecting with me on social media, I'm on uh, Instagram and Twitter. That's the same handle at GKJ publishing, uh, where I promote everything going on with my YouTube channel, uh, my, my funny witticisms and jokes and sides on Twitter. Uh, and then uh, I promote my books as well. Not so much lately because I'm promoting the author interviews, but yeah. All right. Uh, Will, where can people find you at? Okay, well, um, my ch- I have a channel on YouTube
1: as I've always said. It's called Darth Tuba Star Wars Unboxing Show. Basically, just telling out what I do. I uh, do unboxings of uh, toys and collectibles relating to Star Wars. Uh, we've just got a whole set of episodes dropping all relating to the uh, Galaxy's Edge and in uh, Disney World, Hollywood Studios. And you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Darth Tuba. And I also have a Darth Tuba Star Wars Unboxing page on. Facebook, and you can email me directsuba77 at gmail.com. I just subscribed. Oh, oh. oh awesome. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> <Woo-hoo>, one more. <laughs> one
0: more. Uh, as for us, of course, you can check us out uh, every week right here, wherever fine podcasts are heard. If you're not able to catch the live stream, um, just go to uh, Apple Podcast. If you're on Apple Podcast, give us a five-star review. Uh, just wherever podcasts are found. Just type in War of the Stars, a Star Wars podcast. You can find us if you want to get a hold of us. Stars one at gmail.com is our email. We're also on Twitter at War of the Stars one uh, Facebook, just type for just search War of the Stars. Uh, as I said last week, that's where we found uh, Garrett at is through our Facebook group and the mm-hmm. Facebook chat. So a lot of fun. If you want to support the show, patreon.com forward slash War of the Stars or go to spreadshirt.com and just type in War of the Stars and look for our cool War of the Stars logo that looks like that um, and get all the cool merch there. Well, of course, we are a proud member of the Red 5 Network, red5network.com for more information on all the star, all the shows that are part of the Red 5 Network. Uh, well, thank you guys once again for joining us, Garrett. It has been, a, it's a as always, pleasure. It was a pleasure. Fun having you on.
2: Uh I appreciate being back.
0: Not a problem, not a problem. Hope to see you again soon. Uh, with that being said, remember, this is not just my Star Wars. This is not just your Star Wars. This is our Star Wars. Until next time, may the Force be with you. And Michelle, we love
2: you.